you have to understand how government works. You have to understand the ranks, but then you have to realize that you can go from uppercase P to lowercase P in, in the matter of a door swing. All right, one, two, three, and... All right, so Short Circuit, a little spinoff of the Circuit Podcast at which me, Elijah Shaw, because I'm never around, I'm going to do my own little mini podcast, and I decided that I could, since I'm doing a podcast, I could bring my friends up. And so today we have a guest, which is Ray Buford. Uh, he's a guy that I've known for a few years now. Uh, he works in law enforcement, uh, but also as a protector. And what I wanted to kind of talk to him today about is the, the politics of protection. And we'll get into exactly what, what I mean by that or, or what he means by that, because I got that term from him. But first, like we always do, um, I've got three questions for you, Ray. They're rapid fire questions. You don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about them. But, you know, whatever just comes to mind, just just throw it out there. Okay, brother? All right, let's get it. All right, got it. So my first one is, what's one thing you wish you could change about the industry? Uh, one thing yeah, I wish I could change about the industry. Ooh. See, I told you um, they were easy questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we. I guess I would say um, the egos that you run into sometimes. Fair enough, bro. I get that. Okay, so this one here is, what's one thing you love about the industry? I love the, uh, how you are being with taking care of the person that everybody sees. So it's like, I really love being the man behind the man. Okay, the responsibility that comes with that. And, yeah. And the really fact that it. you're built for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it. absolutely. Fair enough, bro. And then this one here again, it's a, it's a little bit offbeat, but I don't want you to spend a whole lot of time thinking about it, but name a person, past or present, living or dead, that you would have loved or will love to have provided protective services to? You know, uh, first person that uh, comes to my mind is Robert Kennedy. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I, I would have loved to uh, work his, uh, his detail. Wow. Wow. Okay. That w I, I've yeah. got some really interesting answers all over the board for that. Um, let's put yeah. a pin in that. One day we're going to come back to that conversation and dig in deeper. For sure. All right, my brother. So again, as I mentioned at the beginning with my super brief introduction, and the reason I try and keep these introductions brief is because I feel like people learn about a person, not by just hearing their bio, but, but just listening to them be a subject matter expert in the area that they're, that, that they, that they know. And that's how a person learns. So it's not like I can tell you like all these things about me, except it just comes out in the conversation. So, but, but what I do want to share with the audience is the fact that, uh, I mentioned that, uh, that you're in law enforcement. Uh, and so how long had you been on the force? Uh, it'll be 22 years in, uh, uh, February. So I've been around for a little bit. Yo, that's amazing, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've oh, been hanging on. Got you. So chart the progression for me now. You started yep. off where, and then you ended up where? So, uh, I, I started off as a police officer mm -hmm. in the, uh, eighth precinct on a uh, Detroit police department. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, just like every rookie, uh, working patrol on the, uh, 
the mean streets of Detroit. And, um, and uh, from there, I worked various aspects of patrol, mm-hmm. uh, from regular patrol to uh, uh, special operations with, uh, you know, equate to like the guys that wear plain clothes. And mm-hmm. in that special operations, you kind of, you know, you did everything from uh, drug enforcement, weapon enforcement to um, vice operations, you know, just a, a, a plethora of things. So, 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 and then, you know, and then from there, as I, I begin to get a little longer in the tooth, I, um, <laughs> uh, early on, I, I developed a interest in, uh, protection. And then, uh, um, as I grew longer in the tooth, I realized that we had a, um, unit on a department like that, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's when my interest started to grow and I started to look into it and started to pour into it, you know, until I, uh, eventually made it. Uh, to the protection unit. And uh, from there, here I sit today. Got it. That's wonderful, bro. So so you saw this role and said, hey, I want to be a part of that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was what I was uh, a patrol officer assigned out to a detail. And at that time, it was uh, when uh, uh, John Kerry was running for uh, president. And so he came through uh, Michigan and he had a stop in Detroit at one of our large convention centers. And, you know, and I'm just there. I probably had about three, two, three, four years on. And I'm just looking at, <laughs> you know, all the different pieces and stuff like that. And then the mayor of the city came in and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, now what are they doing? And so that day I went to the inspector who was in charge of the detail, the mayor's detail that day. And I said, mm-hmm. sir, I would like to, uh, to work on your unit. And, uh, he looked me right in the eye and he said, son, you don't even know what I, what we do. And I <laughs> looked him back in the eye and I said, I can learn. And mm. we just started going you Wonderful. Know, from there. Yeah. Okay. So now if we jump forward, you referenced mm-hmm. the mayor's detail. That's yes. a detail that you're on right now. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm on the mayor's detail for the city of Detroit. And I've been on this detail for the last eight years. Wow. Um, and, and, uh, six of those years I've, uh, been the officer in charge. And actually when I first met you, uh, down <laughs> in Grand Junction, Colorado, right. I had just got the promotion to, uh, lead the detail. And it was just like, you know, oh man, I had black hair <laughs> and all that stuff. I, I, I remember those conversations, but, but one thing that I remember about that, that, that time was you were a sponge and any new information, I watched you and you absorbed that information and you processed that and put that through a filter to see yeah. how you could use that on your protective details. And, and, and I remember saying, you know, I think it's one of the reasons that, that I wanted to have you on as a guest here is because I think you still have that discipline. Am, am I right yes. with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really love just looking at the different aspects of uh, protection and then just kind of branching that out to how it can affect or, or you be used on the detail that I'm uh, mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, uh, when, when I came down to, um, to the training down there in uh, Grand Junction, uh, one of the complications I, I had come across 
when trying to get funding for it, you know, they was like, well, the name of this course is celebrity protection <laughs> and, uh, uh, behavior intelligence. Well, we, you're not protecting a celebrity. You know what, what my, uh, my, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Williams, she, uh, dear to my heart, she worded it in a way to where I was able to make it down there, mm-hmm. but you know, digging deeper into that, um, I had no idea that the portion of anatomy of the red carpet, mm-hmm. how it would translate further down the road to, uh, my protectee who's not a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and lo and behold, some years later, um, many have seen the movie Detroit, right? It was a red carpet in the city of Detroit, Fox theater. You know, we had some people, you know, some of the people that was in the communications and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, how are we going to do that? And I was just like, right at home. Like <laughs> I trained for this. They told me this was going to happen. I'm looking at the tags on the floor. I know where to stand for the cameras. And it was just. You know, right. you know, it just came full circle. But, but, but here's that piece, you know, as I was listening to you, you know, they, they said, okay, hey, the, the person that you're protecting isn't a celebrity, but I'm watching movements, you know, both, both up close and afar. And the same thing, challenges that a quote unquote celebrity has, your protectee has at times. And how you navigate that is taking again these these fundamentals of protection, whether they're close. I mean, uh, protection of corporate executives or private families or uh, um, or celebrities, and applying it. And what you've called it is the the politics of protection. Did I got that right. Yes, the politics of protection. So, so, so tell me what so, that is. So so the politics of protection is just is something that I learned over the years um, um, on this detail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I was new on the detail and I had, uh, went with my, uh, protectee to what I would call a power lunch. Uh, and this power lunch was kind of two tier. It had a program in the front and then the lunch to follow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they go through the program and, you know, they come out and all these, you know, everybody's important in their own right. Everybody exits and they're going, the, uh, the lunch is on another floor. And so my protectee goes to the elevator and he just jumps on. So now he jumps on with, a, with other, you know, important people. Sure. And so what do I do? Well, uh, all you guys got to get off, you know, or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. so naturally. I jump on with them. So I'm new and my chest is wide and I'm standing there <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the elevator is closing and then bam, my hand comes in. And so, you know, I'm ready to pop into action. Sure. So it's, it's a smaller guy and he's there and he's like, uh, you got room for one more. And all these thoughts are going through my head, you know, probably about five seconds, but no, sir. Uh, there is no room for one more. Take the next elevator. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever we would say as a protectee. Sure. And just as I'm about to utter the words, my protectee from behind me said, sure, there's room for the CEO of the building (laughs) that I was in. (laughs) So, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He gets on. But the politics of the protection is 
What if I had told him, no, sir, take the other elevator. And what if they had a business deal in the making Mm -hmm. that that could have caused a strain or a short rift, what, you know, Mm -hmm. for, uh, your protectee and essentially the city of Detroit. So the politics of protection is just really talking about how to navigate these different spaces and mitigate these different circumstances to make sure your protectee is safe uh, physically mm-hmm. and uh, brand-wise. Sure, sure. So it's it's more than just drop kicks and and and, and firearms. You know, <laughs> you know that you know it's great to have those skills. Yes, but, sir. But, but but there's a piece which is you know we talk about the fine art of negotiation. We talk about yes, sir. verbal judo. Like those yes. are the things that that you find yourself put into play. If, if I'm speaking for Ab- you, absolutely. And and you know we all love to to get down and and clear rooms and sure. uh, uh, you know work in the arts of jujitsu or boxing or whatever mm-hmm. you know we're into. But uh, far more than anything, you will use those soft skills or the politics right. uh, to make sure that the job is, is done. Mm-hmm. So, it, you, you know, again, I, I love that term that you, to you say, and it's almost got a double meaning in your case because you're protecting a politician who has to, they, they have an agenda and yep. there are going to be people that are pro that agenda and they're going to be people that are anti that agenda. But regardless of whether the, which stance the constituents are on, the image and the brand is important. And you, as that person, as you mentioned at the beginning, that person that's behind the person, you have to always keep that in mind. Am I correct? Absolutely. So, you know, you know, while working for a politician, you essentially become a politician <laughs> yourself. Sure. Okay. You know, you know, right. and so one of, one of, one of, one of the, uh, one of the uh, greatest things, well, not the greatest, but a, a good compliment by, uh, my protective paid to me one time, he was with a, uh, another, uh, uh, high person. And then they were going through this venue and the, uh, person noticed that they didn't have, um, a ticket to get in. Mm-hmm. And he turns to him, my guy turns to him and says, don't worry, uh, Ray can get us in, <laughs> Ray can get us in anywhere, you know, but you know, but it's, it's, it's because I've started, I've learned that the negotiating and, mm-hmm. and, you know, realizing that you're going through other people's spaces and how to pull people in and mm-hmm. make them a part of your team mm-hmm. uh, uh, really goes into um, um, how you navigate those spaces, you know, and not only do it go into how you navigate those spaces, but you'll be there 20 times over. Right. You right. know, sure. and they so just will establish a relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You establish those relationships. You show yourself competent and you give and you take and those things. And it really helps you and, uh, you know, in the overall job. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
you, you touched on it here. And I thought about it when you were originally telling the elevator story, you know, again, you know, maybe centering this conversation in that realm of politics, you've got a VIP, but oftentimes, or many times your particular protectee isn't the only VIP and you know, that, you know, there's levels to this, depending on where you're at. How, how do you navigate that space? How do you travel in this, in a circle where, where, where your VIP is the number one person to you. However, they might be in a space with, you know, the VP, the, the, you know, the, the president, you, you know, yeah. how, you know, how, yeah. how are you moving? What's your mindset? What's your thought process? So, so, so first of all, as a, uh, a protectee and, or a protector in this, in, in that atmosphere, you have to understand how government works. You know, so, so you have, you have to understand how it works. You have to understand the ranks, you know, and, and, and things like that. But, but then, um, you have to realize that you can go from uppercase T to lowercase T. <laughs> to, uh, all right. All right. <laughs> in, in, in the matter of a door swing. So, you know, like many of our conversations of, I've had numerous opportunities to work inside the bubble, mm -hmm. you know, be it the vice president, uh, or, or be it the president. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, you know, and with that comes secret service. And so, you know, it's a lot of more take <laughs> or, or, you know, <laughs> we say, give and take this lot. <laughs> it's a lot more than the give with the secret service. Uh, but, um, but you'll, you'll notice that those same faces with the secret service uh, those same faces with the White House staff tend to be at those different events. Sure. And so, and so with that, now you establish the rapport to where you start fitting in their guidelines. And then while you're fitting in their guidelines, you're starting to check off the list, you know, and just in my experience, I found that with, when dealing with the White House staff, when dealing with the, the secret service, the more competent you show yourself, right. Uh, uh, the, the, the more, the more space they give you because they got so much going on with the movements of the president and the mm -hmm. picture line and making sure they meet with this person and that person, you, um, ushering your protectee around their environment mm -hmm. helps them. Right. Right. You know, as, so, as long as you know what you're doing, as long as you know what you're doing, you know, and I even, I even had a situation, um, where, um, I don't know if, if people across the nation has heard, um, here in Detroit, we had some really, you know, bad rains over the last month okay, and it caused the city to flood. Mm -hmm. But in that, uh, my guy met with the president of uh, of the United States to secure FEMA funding. Mm. And just in, you know, those things, I was asked to get a picture of my guy discussing the mm -hmm. FEMA funding and stuff with the president. And if you know the Secret Service, you if you're not a White House photographer, you're not snapping any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so that was one time where I just had to bite down and tell my guy, well, you know, sir, I, you know, mm -hmm. and tell mm -hmm. his communication. 
well, sir, I'm not going to be able to do that. Right. And in not doing that, when they come back to town again, I'll be able to go in those spaces. Sure. And, and, you know, and navigate instead of, okay, here's the guy that snuck the picture. Right. Wait outside the door and your guy will come out when he's done. So, 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 so this is what you're saying when you say the, the politics of protection. Absolutely. Because if, if you're not there anymore, you can't provide that protection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just imagine, um, um, it was the, uh, news broke that the president declared it a major disaster. And uh, I even learned that, you know, just declaring it a disaster, I'm sorry, uh, declaring it a major disaster, mm -hmm. uh, releases different levels of funding. Okay. So, so, but just imagine if I was in there, you know, doing something against what they, uh, told me they didn't want me to do. And then I was not able to get my peak to that meeting. And then overall now, uh, the city is without the funding that they needed. Sure. Sure. You get what I mean? So I, I, absolutely. all, all those politics, it mm -hmm. all just intertwines and it's really uh, a vital piece of the puzzle. So, you know, I love where you go with this because it's, it's understanding the protectees mission. Yes. And, and then you start trying to figure out how you can fit into that equation in order to, you know, safely and securely get them where they need to be. Absolutely. But, but you can't, you, you can't do that. If you're not around, if it's, if it's, if you don't have that clearance, if you, if it's, if you're, if you've got a reputation as a troublemaker, if you, you know, or yeah. a bully or a bogart or all those types of things. So, so there's, there's two types of politics happening, the protectees and, and your own. Absolutely. Because you, you know, if, if you're around there bullying and trying to, you know, be steel faced and stuff like that, you'll be just like Morgan Freeman said and lean on me. In the parking lot. It <laughs> <laughs> is a reference. You, <laughs> so you really have to, to really, you know, be able to, to flow and to, to network and to mm. politic in order to be able to, uh, uh, navigate these spaces. Wow. That's great. Um, you know, so, you know, I think about, you know, I spent a, a, a big, as you know, a big part of my day, you know, in the celebrity space. And part of what comes with that is a massive itinerary. Some of it is yeah. adhered to, and some of it gets thrown out the window and, you know, the, the protect is going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. I, I feel like the apparatus is the same in the space that you work in. Yeah. And so, and so then my question to you is when things change, in that type of arena, how do you make the adjustment? Because it's not just you making the adjustment, right? There, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a number of other factors in, involved in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so the number one thing uh, in, in being able to na navigate those itinerary changes is having a good team around you. And I have a really, really good team of nice. uh, uh, protectors, you know, mm -hmm. around me that, that, that they flow and they move and, they're ready at a moment's notice, um, you know, and, and not only that, you know, just working together for the years that we have, they understand a lot of the things, same things that I understand. Mm. But here's, here's an important part of, uh, of navigating that 
uh, itinerary and how it changes daily like that is as a protector. Now you have to uh, extend uh, your training outwardly. And when I say outwardly, now you start to train the admins and the executive okay. assistants. Got it. Got it. Uh, you know, the department heads and, mm. and, and, you know, and those different people that are around the P. So, you know, the communications director and stuff like that. And so now, before the change hits you, they know the change is coming. Got it. Got it. You know, and so a lot of the times, even before the change hits the paper, mm-hmm. they'll be in a knocked on my door or yeah. they'll call my phone or they'll shoot me a text and say, hey, this is about to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, and then, you know, and then not only that, you know, they'll know and they'll be at the venue or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And some of the things they'll even try to make themselves protectors also and try to secure <laughs> some of the stuff that they've seen you secure. Sure. You sure. know, now you might have to go behind them and say, okay, well, yep. Okay. That checks the box and mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Right here and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when you start to create that network to where it isn't just the security team and and then everybody else, right? Then you are really able to just gel and and move forward as a team. Yeah, those are great jewels. I I, I get what you're saying. Um, you, you've got force multipliers. You've got absolutely. You know, and, I like and, that. Yeah, and 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 it's because going back to what you mentioned earlier, it's because of the relationships. You know, yep. nobody nobody is going to help you if they don't want to help you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, so once they're on your team, then you can get that assist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And then you let them know you appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We have a running joke with you know with with some of the people in my office. You know how you wear the detail pen, right? And some of that, some of the admin, the you know, hey man, I'm waiting on my pen. You know, and I, <laughs> hey, I got you, man. Your pen right. is coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so they understand. That even goes into intelligence. You know, mm-hmm. about different things that's going on to where your P might be in that space. And sure. you look up at midnight and you have a text of a, a Facebook post mm-hmm. that came across their desk way before it come across short and they raised their ear and they like, let me send this to Ray. And then next thing you know, you know, it turns into a good workup to where, you know, either it's an investigation or mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a cancellation, you know, or something like that. So. When you really start to just extend those things outwards, you, you outwardly politicking, then, you know, you really start to build a, a, a strong team. That makes perfect sense. Uh, so, so I got to ask you, and if this is too touchy a subject, we'll just cut it out. Okay. Uh, okay. But, you know, you're in a political environment and you have been for quite some time now. And so that you would be blind not to see how polarizing politics has become over the last yeah. couple of years. And one of the things that I noticed in the last few years is that protectors have felt the need to draw a line in the sand, meaning, you know, just looking at their social media or listening to some of their commentary, you understand all of their individual personal politics. 
Whereas yeah. before things seemed to be a more, little bit more neutral. You know, yeah. before I remember when people used to talk about us and we would say, you know, hey, we could protect anyone or, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter who the client is. Now it seems like you can't necessarily say that because how can you protect, you know, this, a member of this political party when your yeah. views are yeah. so defined uh, in opposition to it? And so yeah. I guess my question to you is, do you see that? How do you navigate that? You know, what's your opinion on that? And again, if it's, if it's too sensitive, we don't, we don't, we can just skip over this. one. I, I, I see it a lot, you know, I, I, and, and, and sometimes, uh, even on my detail, you know, it, it becomes a challenge for me, myself, I, you know, I, I pride myself in being able to take that tough assignment. And to be able to, how do you protect a person that believes different than you? But another reference I heard, uh, coach Herm Edwards, when he used to be on, uh, ESPN Mm -hmm. and he would talk about social media Okay, and he would always say, if you have to think about it, don't press (laughs) in. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great one. (laughs) And a lot of things, um. You know, social media is just such a a monster mm-hmm. that uh, you really have to uh, be very careful in what you put on there, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not going to call your name. You know, right. it's going to call right. the name of, of who you work for. Sure. You know, and then, and then, you know, just in my position, defund the police and... Mm-hmm. You, mm. you know, and those different things. So you even have to be conscious right. of those spaces and how you are pre- presented there because they'll take your position as a police officer mm. and, 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 and turn it towards your protectee, you know, what an action you take. So sure. just imagine yourself being out with your protectee and then you have to take action. Mm-hmm. And you're out here, you know, just really just going in on somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think that's going to turn into a police brutality, right? you know, type subject. So it's so much that you have to think of, you know, not only for your, your protectee, but you as a protector in this political environment mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to try to foresee a lot of those situations before they happen. Got it. So you're, you're thinking about it, including the potential ramifications. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Because a lot of people take protectors as, you know, the first thing they'll say to you is, um, uh, uh, you will take a bullet for that <laughs> sure. person. Sure. And, and they only think, you know, of that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, one action that you do can cause your, your protectee won't die by a, a handgun, mm. but he'll die a thousand deaths by media. Wow. So, mm. so, so you really have to, you know, you, 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 you're really protecting deaths <laughs> right, in both right. arena. Sure. You know? Sure. No, I, I, uh. You know, as I, as I listen to you, 
I, I see these reoccurring themes, you know, and, and again, you know, we're going to title this episode, the politics of protection. And so all of your moves have to be calculated because they have ramification or potential ramifications that could extend outside of, of you, that could extend outside of, outside of the detail itself. And it could have these repercussions for the protectee that don't have anything to do with them physically being harmed. Absolutely. So, so just in this, in this environment today of protesting, Mm. um, uh, and then, uh, you know, taking the different politicians and, and, and things like that, naturally they're going to have to show support. And in some, they even take the initiative to walk in the protest. Right. You know, so now they're there. So you're there. Right. So now how do you have your pee walk in that protest safely, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. but then how do you have them walk in that protest safely image wise? Right. Right. You know, so, you know, in those protests, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different alternate agendas, Sure, you sure. know, and so you can come in that space and your protectee can be there. And then a controversial person mm-hmm. whose views are totally different from your protectee is there, mm-hmm. but just in the courtesy of them both being there, they pass by each other and, Hey, how you doing? Good. Good to see you. And they shake hands and then, right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You're on the front page as supporting this other person's call. Right. Right. So, so it's just so many mental gymnastics that you have to have to play. And then even in that, you know, and you see that moment coming like, oh man, he don't shake that person's hand. Now as a protector or protector, how do you get them to avoid that handshake? Mm -hmm without it looking like right, right, right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? A backflip, yeah. yeah. you know, so it gets really complicated, but mm-hmm. I really enjoy, you know, the chess match of it all. And, and I, and I, and that'll take me to that last piece of that, which is, you know, and again, I, I know you personally, you enjoy what you do. You, I you, do. you, you, you find a sense of satisfaction, but it's a lot of work. It, it is. It is this. Are you just hardwired for this? Is this just because you were fulfilling that, 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 that dream you had where you said, Hey, I'm going to be on this detail. And now you're there. Like what's, what's the motivator now? Cause you, you've, you've got what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. The motivating factor, you know, besides just being safe and getting you and your protectee home, uh, safely every night, is just, you just don't like to fail, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, and in that you just, you, you know, you don't like to be surprised at, at different things like that. So you just constantly looking for things that that'll make you better or things that'll, uh, 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 help throughout the day, you know, for you to really just ultimately, you know, succeed, you know, in the goal, you know, some, some, some protectors like to just go nine to five, right? you right. know? But for, for me, I've, I found that, you know, if you really want to be worth your salt, 
it's, it's definitely not a nine to five job. Well, I can, I can attest that you are a student of the game. Um, you didn't skip steps and you are, uh, actively, uh, working to better yourself for your craft, even though you're achieved a high level of, of quote unquote success in terms of, of in the field. So, uh, I salute you, bro. Thank you very much for your, for your time tonight. I, I, I appreciate you looking forward to us catching up in person real soon. Yes, sir. Uh, this, Greg, this was this was wonderful, man. This is wonderful. No, they, they, uh, go ahead, they, sir. They, no, I was gonna say just thank you for your time. I, I'm glad we yeah. got a chance to 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 connect over here on the the short circuit, and uh, yeah. and I, I support you in all your endeavors. Man, great opportunity. I appreciate you. Thanks, Ray. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.